Good afternoon, everybody. Happy Friday to everyone. This is Thy Word is True Ministry. I am Brother Scott, and this is Faithful Friday. Very thankful that God is faithful. And we're very excited to be with you today, and we appreciate you joining in with us. If you're joining us live on Facebook, click like and share. And then we welcome you here live with us. And then if you listen to us by our podcast, thank you for your subscription. I pray the Lord bless you in this lesson today as we come together and talk about the Lord and see what the Bible has to say about it. Amen. Stick with us. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. And again, welcome to Faithful Friday here at Thy Word is True Ministries. I tell you, it has been a wild roller coaster of a week this past week. Uh, and I'm going to be honest with you, for this past month, the entire month of October has been pretty, pretty crazy. And uh, I'm excited, though, at the same time, because I've been seeing God really work in our lives. And so, again, I want to welcome everybody here to Faithful Friday and to remind you that God is faithful. Even though we may not be always faithful to him, I'm praising God and thankful, as TGIF stands for thankful God is faithful. Amen. Welcome once again to our program. Appreciate you being with us here. Uh, and we're going to get into our devotion here momentarily, but I just want to sit and talk with you for a little bit, kind of get uh, to know you a little bit more. Amen. Uh, we are live on our Facebook page, on our ministry page now. Uh, normally we've been posting on both my personal page and our ministry page, but now we're solely on our ministry page. So we really want to encourage people to come and join us over here on Facebook Live. And so if you are with us, again, click like and share and shoot me a comment i can see him right here live on my phone shoot me a comment let me know you're with us and hey, if you got a question hey, about the bible or about uh, your faith i may not always have the answers but we'll definitely search them out together amen so i'm very excited to be with everybody today and again if you're listening to us via the podcast again thank you for your subscription and you can always contact us reach out to us here at thy words true ministry by our email and that is at lions.roar04 at yahoo.com. So love to hear from all of our listeners and those that are participating with us in this ministry. Amen. Hey, the work week is done. Friday is here. Amen. You say, well, Brother Scott, I'm at lunch right now, or I'm still at work right now. I, I ain't ready for I'm not done yet. Well, you're just about there. Amen. Five o'clock's right around the corner, and I trust you have some plans this weekend. And I know it's Halloween weekend. Um, honestly, I thought about dressing up here <laughs> for the uh, podcast, but you know what? I'm not involved in that stuff anymore. I, it don't interest me, and I'm thankful that you know the kids have an opportunity to have some fun with that stuff. But uh, that is just not my scene anymore. My my boys are grown up, and my daughters, my granddaughters, are down in Florida, so it's kind of hard for us to participate anything with them. But I know this is a big weekend uh, because it's Halloween. And can I just make a statement about this? And I don't know, I may get some books thrown at me or uh, some hate mail sent to me. But you know, Halloween is not a holiday, people. Halloween is not a holiday. Amen. It's an event. That's what that is. It's an event. And though it comes around every year, 
it's not a holiday. Amen. So uh, I don't get with family and we don't have uh, turkey or ham or something like that to celebrate or nothing like that. But, you know, I know every people does their own thing. But as a Christian, listen now, as a Christian nation, it's not a holiday, guys. It's just an event. And I know the kids are going to have fun this weekend. I know there's a lot of events that are planned for Halloween. And so I'm praying that if you're involved in anything like that, that you will be considering the Lord in everything. And make sure you put him first in all that you do. Amen. Uh, so we got a few people joining us live here on Facebook. I appreciate y'all coming in again. If you join us, click like and share and put this on your Facebook page that we may reach out more for the cause of Christ. Amen. You realize we have like, not counting today, today's pretty much half over. So we have two days left in the month of October. Two days left in the month of October, which means we have two months left in the year 2021. Can I get an amen right there? Two months left, and we're getting ready to get into November, starting on Monday. And uh, with November comes, that's right, Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Looking forward to Turkey Day, and that'll be here quicker than you know it. Also, next weekend, not this weekend, but next weekend is Daylight Savings Time, too. So uh, I'm kind of looking forward to getting that extra hour of sleep. Uh, amen. Before Sunday morning services, Um but uh, make sure you set your clocks back an hour, and that that, that takes place at 2 a.m. on Sunday, November the 7th, Daylight Saving Times uh, ends for the year. So make sure you set your clocks back an hour. Amen. Uh, I was looking around the Internet today, and I was trying to figure out what today's National Day something is. You know, there's anytime anymore you look online or every day we have with you, there's a National Day of something. Uh, I was on there not too long ago. What was it I saw? It was the National Day of Socks. National Day of Socks. Really, people? Oh, my goodness. And the description, I think it said something to the fact that, you know, celebrating the... And I think and this may have just been a joke, to be honest with you. Uh, but I think it said something to the fact of celebrating the lives lost to the dryer or the fight lost to the dryer in the sock world nation or some craziness like that. But National Day of Socks, man. Crazy. So... I've been kind of theming that out here, uh, here on Faithful Fridays, just kind of a talking point, and uh, I've also been kind of doing this almost every day, just you know, kind of looking up on online what the National Day of something is. Uh, last week on Faithful Friday, it was the National Trigger Day. It was National Trigger Day for all you gun enthusiasts and lovers out there. That was that was something to celebrate there. And then today, there's several of them out there, but this one that stuck out to me today is National Oatmeal Day. National Oatmeal Day, uh, and this this is a day that promotes heart health and everything. And so I thought it'd be kind of fun here on Faithful Friday uh, to kind of get our viewers and listeners to interact with us here uh, in our ministry, in our ministry here, and just have a little fun. You know, I mean, the Christian life. I'm telling you right now, the Christian life is not dull. I don't care what people tell you. I don't care the kind of reviews you may get. I have more fun being a Christian today than I ever had as a lost person years ago when I was drinking and doing stupid stuff in the bars. Uh, I have a ball being a Christian, so I love having fun, especially here on our program. And so this is what I want to do. I want to. I want to. I want to shout out my favorite oatmeal that I love to eat. And I want if you would react with that and send me your comments, your favorite oatmeal that you love to eat, or if you don't like oatmeal, just just let me know, bro. Scott, I hate oatmeal. I don't even eat it. All right. Praise the Lord for you. Uh, but I love to hear y'all's favorite oatmeal. Amen. Uh, again, I'll go first. Mine is apples and cinnamon. I love apple and cinnamon oatmeal. I can't eat regular oatmeal. Um, 
I've tried to steal oats before. Uh, you got to cook them a little longer, I think it is. But when you add fresh fruit to it, it's okay. But it's just so bland to me. But So my favorite flavor of oatmeal is apples and cinnamon. So what about you? Shoot a comment in the Facebook uh, comment section here on this video or shoot me an email uh, at the Lions War email address I just shared with everybody. Love to hear from you. What is your favorite oatmeal for National Oatmeal Day here today as they promote heart health? Amen. All right, let's get to the Psalm of the Week. Psalm of the Week this week. Uh, every week we're going to encourage you to memorize a scripture. And uh, mainly we're looking at the Psalms right now. Uh, we try to read Psalms every day. At least five Psalms a day kind of helps us to, uh, you know, it, 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 to me it invigorates me as we praise the Lord every day to see everything God has done for us. And it's just how we can praise him even more. Amen. So Psalm of the Week this week is found in Psalm 29, in the last verse, verse number 11, where the Bible says, The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Amen. Aren't you thankful that the strength we have as Christians is always found in the Lord? Brother Paul said that. The Apostle Paul there in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So I'm thankful the Lord gives us strength. The Lord blesses us and gives us peace. Amen. Glory unto his name. All right. I tell you what, we started a study last week, and I've been praying. Since then, I've been praying, Lord, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, the direction we're going, I think, here with Faithful Fridays is good. Uh, we need to study the Word of God. I want to get God's Word on his faithfulness every week. That is what our purpose is with this ministry. But I've been trying to figure out what direction God wants us to go, how he wants us to apply the avenue we have, the platform we have here with Facebook Live and with our podcast. What can we do to be a help and encouragement to other believers? Because that is my purpose with our ministry. Thy Word is true ministry is to help believers and to take the truth of God's Word out into an untruthful world. And so how can I, uh, with this ministry, be a help to those who are in the ministry? And God gave me this thought, and I wonder if you'd pray with me about this. Uh, I've had some people on here and doing interviews with our podcast and with our live stream here. Uh, I've had a few people on here, and it's been great. It's been great uh, to talk with people, to hear their ministry, and to help them promote their ministry. Now, I'm not promoting, you know, what I'm not promoting them. I'm promoting the Lord with our ministry here to see if you need help in your church or if you have an event coming up and you need a preacher or you need a group singing for you. That's the kind of help I want to be to others who are in the ministry. So I'm praying that God will help us to restructure Faithful Friday. And the restructuring would be to bring on people, local people who are in the ministry, who are trying to be a help to others out and about, to help them come on here and share their testimony, to share their, their heart of God with you, the Facebook world, and those pastors and preachers that may be listening to us as well. And if you're needing help in your church or looking for a preacher or a group of uh, people to sing, come and sing for you, I hope this will be an avenue that you can use to reach out to these folks. And that's what I've been praying about. And I really, really think God will is, is going to give that direction to us and we'll restructure our ministry on Faithful Friday for that purpose. Because listen, Christians, we live in a time and day today that we have so many Christians that are backbiting against each other. They're butting heads instead of joining hands and going forward and standing in the gap that God has called us to do 
to be his witnesses, to be his soldiers, to be his fighters here to contend for the faith here today. And, you know, we really need to learn how to stand. You know, Paul again tells us in the book of Ephesians, we're studying this on Wednesday nights on the Spirit-Filled Life. And uh, this past week, a couple days, nights ago, we just started a study on the Spirit-Filled Warfare. And that Spirit-Filled Warfare includes a lot of things like the armor of God. But one of the biggest things is we need to learn how to stand in this evil day, not run away, not turn tail and say, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to quit. No, no, no. We need to learn to stand because God has given us his provision. He's given us his power. He's given us position. He's given everything the Christian needs to stand and fight in the evil day. The Bible tells us that in the book of Ephesians, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And so that is what we need to do, Christians. We've got to learn to come together, to band together so that we can go forth and fight in this spiritual warfare. Because we are in a battle, folks. We are in a spiritual warfare. Whether you want to believe it or not, whether you want to turn a blind eye to it or not, the bottom line is if you're a saved child of God listening to my voice, you have been enlisted into this battle. Now listen, we're not fighting for victory. Amen? Let me let me be very clear about this. We're not fighting for victory, but we're fighting from victory. See, we have we already have victory in Jesus Christ. Jesus has already won the war. Amen. So we're just soldiers fighting every battle that we that we face day to day. And God gives us our provision and strength we need in order to do that. And one of those provisions, or I should say one of those strengths, not just the strength the Lord gives us, but the strength we can draw from brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen. And so I'm praying that that's what God will help us do here on Faithful Fridays as we restructure this particular program to bring on those that are standing in the gap, those that are wanting to go forward and fight in this battle, that we can pray for them, we can encourage them, and we can come alongside them and fight this battle with them. Amen. I pray that you'll pray with me about that as well, too, as we go forward here on Faithful Fridays and see that direction that God will give to us. Amen. If you can hear the music behind me, um, I've got a little soft music playing. I'll turn up a little bit if you're not be able to hear it. Uh, but this is the Phillips family from Gaffney, South Carolina. Great, great gospel group, and I love their music. And uh, since now it's uh, the, the weather's changed, it's not as hot in my office right now uh, because we didn't have an air conditioner all summer long, so I had a fan going, and sometimes that fan that irritates the fire out of me. Uh, but I'm thankful that we got a little bit of music here in the background. Whether you can hear it or not, it helps me to keep my thoughts uh, on track. Amen. And uh, very thankful for the Phillips family. They're a blessing to this preacher here and our pastor here at our church um, as they, you know, they always... Um, they're always a blessing anytime we have them here at, at Victor Baptist Church. Amen. So uh, that is what you hear in the background if you're kind of wondering what the music is. Amen. All right, let's get to our devotion. We started a study last week, uh, a series. I thought we were going to do a series on Friday. I may move this to Monday Mids. Oh, that's the other announcement I need to make here real quick before we get any further. Uh, starting Monday, November 1st, praise God, Monday Meds is back on Thy Word is True Ministry. Uh, and the new time... For Monday Meds will be on Monday afternoon at 5 p.m. We'll be going live on Facebook and recording for our podcast. That'll be posted in our podcast at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for you to listen as we take our meds, our weekly meds from the Bible. Uh, because as we always say, meditation on God's Word 
is the right prescription for every Christian. So I'm excited that we're bringing Monday meds back, and that starts on Monday, November the 1st. That's this Monday coming up. So, so excited about that. So praise God for that. I hope you'll join us at 5 o'clock on Monday for that. All right, let's take our Bibles. I hope you have your Bibles. I hope you have a notepad and ready to write some notes with as well, too, as we continue this study here. Uh, we're in, in Mark chapter number 1. Let's go back to Mark chapter number 1. And we started this particular moment we're looking here as the transforming moment that we find in this life of a leper, uh, a man who has been considered unclean, a man who is considered a plague, and he's been isolated from everybody. And uh, you know the reason why we're starting here is because you, the, the particular series about moments with the Master is as you read the Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, as you go through the Gospel, it quickly becomes apparent that the earthly ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ was a people-centered ministry. Now, may I just make a side note to that, that ministry in general is not anything of the church as far as a building, but the ministry is to people. Amen. The church is the hospital for sinners, but the ministries that you find inside the church is exactly what it's for. It's for those people. And so Jesus gives us that example in the Gospels that's a people-centered ministry. And there's two verses that we looked at last week that declare in detail, I believe, our Lord's mission statement that we find in Luke chapter 19, verse 10, where Jesus said, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And then in Mark 10, 45, for even the Son of Man came not to minister unto, or I'm going to say that again, for the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. So we see in that statements given by our Lord Jesus Christ that his ministry, his mission, was a people-centered ministry. Amen. And so as we go through the Gospels, there's moments that as Jesus is on his journey uh, to the cross, there's moments that people have with the Master that changes their life forever. And so we started with a transforming moment, looking at Mark chapter 1. Let's read these verses together again. Verses 40 through 45, where, where this is where Jesus heals the leper. He says here in verse 40, And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him, and saith unto him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. And he straightly charged him, Jesus, and forthwith sent him away, and saith unto him, See thou say nothing to any man. I like that statement. But go thy way, and show thyself to the priest, and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. <laughs> but for, Verse 45. But he went out and began to publish it much and to blaze abroad the matter insomuch that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city, but was without in the desert places, and they came to him from every quarter. So we started about a study of the transforming moment where Jesus is in the midst of a trying, uh, a tiring and trying preaching campaign here. And as he's in this middle of this campaign, we're told in the verses 21 through 34 that the day just before he just taught in the synagogue. In verses 20 through 20, 21 through 22, uh, we see that he cast out a demon. In 20, verses 23 through 28, uh, Jesus heals Simon's mother-in-law. In verses 29 through 31, as you read in the chapter chapter 1 here, he heals many sick folks and delivered them from the and de delivered them from demonic possessions. So you would think that Jesus might have a period of rest. Such a schedule like that would wear him out. Amen. However, verse 35, 
Jesus finds him, finds, uh, we find Jesus, I say, up in a place of a prayer before daylight. Look at verse 35 of, of Mark chapter 1. Jesus prays, preaching a preaching tour in Galilee. In verse 35, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. So I have learned in that verse and many others as I do my personal studies and devotions is that when I get overwhelmed, when I feel like, you know, like this past month, I've been preaching ever since the beginning of this month. Uh, every service, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. God is blessed in such a way. Uh, he has helped me in personal studies and how I prepare messages, but it does kind of take a toll on you. So I kind of feel the pressures my pastor has as he prepares a message, three messages a week, and so that's up to 12 messages a month. And there's got to be times where you get alone with God and pray. Jesus gives us that greatest example right there. Early, great, very early, before it's day, he prayed, found himself a solitude place. And I believe that's where he gets his rest from. And so that's what we find in 35. And so now we come to verse 40, and this is where he encounters this leper. Amen. And we talked about the leprosy. Uh, 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 we talked about this transforming moment last week. We started uh, with this. And uh, to understand that, uh, let's see, I think I lost my place here. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. So, um, we started out looking at his disease and what the disease really was. And we gave, went into pretty much great detail about what that disease was. And looking at that disease there, we wanted to point out a few similar similarities between leprosy and sin. Because leprosy is a form of sin. And it's related to that in the scriptures, uh, all through the gospels. And so last week we started looking at the de- leprosy as deeper than just the skin. And there's a law in the book of Leviticus that shows that if someone is found with leprosy, they're considered uh, a walking plague, basically. They're considered uh, unclean, and they were be outcast. Amen? And so as we looked at the... Uh, um, as we looked at this disease, the description of the disease, I wanted us to go to Leviticus chapter 13, and I want us to take a look at the law of what leprosy is and how, as we look at that, how it relates to sin that we have today. So we're going to take our time to look at that here, the remaining time that we have here today. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to the book of Leviticus. That's in the New Testament. It is the um, third book in the New Testament, and this is where the law is given in great detail that Moses brings down off Mount Sinai, uh, not just the Ten Commandments, but the law. Amen. The law hinges on the commandments. And so as we look at chapter 13, and this is a this is talks about leprosy. This is the, the law of leprosy as a type of sin, as we as we also found in Romans chapter 6 and also in John chapter or 1 John chapter 1. And so the first thing I want to look at is how leprosy is deeper than just the skin. So look at verse number 3 here in Leviticus chapter 13, verse 3. The Bible says, And the priest shall look on the plague in the skin of the flesh, and when the hair in the plague, and when the hair in the plague is turned white, and the plague is sight, and the plague in sight be deeper than the skin of his flesh, it is a plague of leprosy, and the priest shall look on him and pronounce him unclean. So is sin. The outward manifestations of sin are merely a window into the heart of the individual. In Matthew chapter 15, Jesus said in verses 18 and 19, But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, they defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, 
adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemes. You see, man isn't a sinner because he sins. Man sins because he's a sinner. Romans 3.23 says, For all of sin and come short of the glory of God. See, leprosy, is just it just wasn't just on the skin. It was deeper than the skin. And sin is the same way. It's just not an outward manifestation, but that outward manifestation is what was on the inside of the individual. Amen? And old grandfather's watch, if you take that as an example, looks good on the outside, but there is a problem with it inside and it needs sometimes it's going to need winding it's going to need uh, 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 some things done to it to keep time and to keep on going it doesn't need a new battery it needs a watchmaker amen it needs a watchmaker to repair any problems that that watch is going to have it needs something radical to happen with inside of it if it ever stopped to make it work again so it is with the center amen quick external religious fixes won't do the job it just won't do it. The lost person needs a radical surgery in the heart of their soul. And that is what we're talking about when we look at this man here in Mark chapter 1. What Jesus is trying to explain and show through healing of this man is that our sin is more than just the skin surface. It's deeper than the skin. Secondly, look at verse number 7 in Leviticus 13. But if the scab spread much abroad in the skin... After that he had been seen of the priest for his cleansing, he shall be seen of the priests again. So in this, we see that leprosy starts out small, and then it spreads. And just as that leper may have been seeing tiny white spots on the skin one day, it wasn't many days until his flesh was consumed by that loathsome, cruel, nasty disease. Oh, and what a picture of sin that is. Amen? Look at David in 2 Samuel chapter 11. A little spot of laziness turned into adultery and unwanted pregnancy, lies, and murder when he cast his eyes on Bathsheba, who was bathing on a rooftop. And I still don't understand that. That's the weirdest, the weirdest thing I, I, that I've ever read. It was a woman bathing on a housetop. Now, I know back in that time frame that you know these were things done. It wasn't anything uncommon, but this is where David falls into sin. Amen? It started out with just a little look. And then it came to adultery and then an unwanted pregnancy. You see how this all lines up? Sin isn't just a little thing. It's a huge deal. It may start out small, like a little drink will turn into a big drinking problem. A little petty uh, petting on a date, a little petting on the hand or holding hands could turn into an unwanted pregnancy. Now let down the walls a little here and a little sin there. Before you know it, your whole life has been ruined and ransacked by the devil. I always use the illustration of tar. Tar is one of the most, uh, one of the, not the one of gross substance, but one of the most substances that get all over you without even knowing it. And you put a little tar on your finger, just a little bit, and you try to get it off. Next thing you know, it's it's on your shirt. And you try to get off your shirt, next thing you know, it's on your other hand. And you try to put it on your pants. Next thing you know, it's all over you. That's how sin, it starts off small, and if not kept in check, can explode and spread all over you. Amen. Just like the leprosy, starting off small and can spread. It's just like what sin does in our life. But also, number three, we've got a few more I want to share with you. So don't, don't go away to just, just, just yet here. Number three, leprosy, leprosy defiles everything it touches. Look at uh, verses 44 through 46 here in Leviticus 13, where the Word of God says, He is a leprous man. He is unclean. The priest shall pronounce him utterly unclean. His plague is in his head, 
And the leper in whom the plague is, his clothes shall be rent, and his head bare, and he shall put on a covering upon his upper lip, and shall cry, Unclean, unclean. And all the days, verse 46, And all the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone. Without the camp shall his habitation be. There's a lot of things in those three verses we can look at, and I can pull a lot of threads and chase a lot of rabbit trails right now, but I'm not going to do that. Amen. I just want us to understand how it defiles. This disease, this plague back, back in the Old Testament, it defiles everything it touches. Just like sin, when a man here was spent with leprosy, it was totally and thoroughly defiled. So it is with sin, my friend. Sin has a way of poisoning a person's entire life. It will poison your family. It will poison your relationships. It will devastate and ruin everything it touches in your life. Ask Achan in the Bible if a little gold, a little silver, or a garment was worth his life in the lives of his family. Or what about in Joshua chapter 7? Ask David if, uh, if, if, a, if a few stolen moments with another man's wife was worth the devastation and the calamities that came into his family and the death of a, of a child as a result of that sin. So leprosy just as sin, or sin just as leprosy. I can say it this way. It defiles everything it touches. And then verse 46, which we already read, leprosy isolates. Amen? The leper was isolated from the camp of the clean. He was forced to dwell alone on the fringes of society. He was forced to dwell, and if he came near anybody, he had to pronounce that he was unclean. Amen? Sin also isolates. It drives a wedge between family members, and it separates the sinner from God. In Isaiah 59, the Bible tells us, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. So you understand that just, just, as, just sin, just as leprosy, can isolate us from God. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be without my God. Amen. I know he says, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee, and that is very true. But if we continue in sin, if we don't get it in check, it'll spread. It'll defile everything it touches, and it will drive that wedge between us and God. Lastly, look at verse number 52 in Leviticus 13. The Bible says, He shall therefore burn that garment, whether warp or wolf, in woolen or in linen, or anything of skin, wherein the plague is, for it is a fretting leprosy, it shall be burnt in the fire. And so the last thing I want us to see as we compare sin to this leprosy is leprosy destines things for the fire. <laughs> in other words, anything that that is touched is going to be destined to be burned. Amen. Everything the leper touched, as we read in this verse, was burned. So it is with sin. It's destined those affected or afflicted by it is to the eternal fires of punishment in hell. In Psalm chapter 9, verse 17, the Bible says, The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all nations that forget God. So it is easy to see why leprosy of the physical variety was such a big deal. It is also easy to see how cruel and terrible that disease pictures the horror of sin. And so as we look at the condition of the leper, we see his disease. We see what it does, how it manifests, and how it relates to what sin is today. Amen. Next week, we're not gonna we're gonna continue that topic and we're gonna look at his desire. As we look at this leper's this leper's condition, we saw his uh we saw the the uh, uh 
uh, the disease. We saw the condition of the disease. Now we're going to see the condition of his desire next week, right back here on Faithful Friday. I wonder if you do this for me here. I'm going to take my headphones off. And, and I got stuff all over my ear because of this thing. I wonder if you do this with me. I wonder if you would pray. And just take a moment here. And I want us to ask God to help us that as we look at sin in our life, that we keep it in check. Because that little sin that we might think no one else knows about, God does. He says, be sure to know your sin will find you out. Don't, don't dip in a little bit of it at all because it will spread and get all over you. And once it gets all over you, that just like this leprosy, these things will happen in your life. It defiles everything it touches. It drives a wedge between you and your family and your friends and most importantly, your God. And I don't want that to happen in life, Christian, especially in today's time. When we must be standing arm in arm, hand in hand, and going forth and being filling that gap for the Lord. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity we have, Lord, to come together here as believers in Christ and to look into your word and get God's word on the matter of this thing that we're looking at, a moment, a transforming moment, and how you can transform our lives. But Father, help us understand the disease we have and the reason we need that transformation is because of sin. I pray, Father God, to the one who's listening on the other end of this device or this uh, headphones or whatever they're listening, either by Facebook or by our podcast, that you would give them an added blessing today for taking time and to studying with us the Word of God, getting your Word on it, to understand how faithful you are to us, and Lord, help us to be faithful to you. We'll thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today, once again here on Faithful Friday. We'll be back next week. We're going to continue this study. I think what we're going to do is we're going to continue. I can't speak. We'll probably continue this study on Monday meds, but not this week. We'll do this again next Friday as we restructure our Faithful Fridays to that that vision I believe God has given us to help others in the ministry to get their name out there to help other churches and to be ready to do that. So pray with us about that. And then we'll be back here on Monday for Monday Meds at 5 p.m. on November the 1st, this Monday coming up. I'm so excited about this, folks. Please spread the word. Come and join us as we look in God's word and understand that meditation on God's word is the right prescription for every Christian because we can sit back and say, I'm thankful that God is faithful. Amen. God bless. Y'all have a wonderful, blessed day. And we'll see you next time right here on Thy Word is True Ministries. I'm Brother Scott. Thanks for joining us today. God bless. How Jesus died to save a world that's lost. Upon Calvary he cried, I know the truth. He rose again. This man, he was all God. And our God, he was all man, and he's coming back real soon, I know.